welcome to Flourish, where we discuss how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love at any age to let their genius thrive. I'm your host, Diane Planadin, and as promised, today's show is about inspiration or being inspired. Inspiration doesn't come in just one shape or form. It's not packaged. It is different for everybody in every situation. And that's what makes us really original. And I absolutely love that. You may guess by now what inspires me. And it's my son, Nicholas. And what a wonderful person he's become. And what really inspires me is the drive to give back now give back to a global community on nurturing and coaching and inspiring their children to really reach their potential and help help one another and live a gracious life. And that really does get me out of bed every day. I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait to share my thoughts and ideas every week and I I hope I'm helping someone out there. So thank you for listening. There's nothing more awe-inspiring than the wonder of a child and in as much as Nicholas is no longer a child and I fully respect him for the young adult he's become because he's very very unassuming. I am so excited for the next generation they're, they're living their life like Mach 2 with their hair on fire. They're changing the world. They're not taking no for an answer. They're holding others accountable. And I absolutely think that's fantastic. It is invigorating. Yes, invigorating for our young people to really have that confidence and go get them. The self-confidence, the discipline, the drive. I see not only in Nicholas, but in young minds around the world. It's, it's really making an impact. So we have some new leaders coming. I think it's exciting. Which brings me back to the theme of today's show, living inspired, living life inspired. And really ask yourself, What inspires you? What gets you out of bed every day that you can hardly wait for? What drives your goals? What do you really look forward to and just find joy? I looked up a few synonyms for today's show. It might help you hear a few other words that also represent the word inspire. Because when I read them the first time, it was pretty exciting. Here we go. Excite, enliven, encourage, animate, affect, influence, invigorate, motivate, and provoke. Just to name a few. That unto itself is just so exciting. It sounds so exciting. And then there's inspiration, which takes on its own personality through words like creativity, genius, 
brainstorm, revelations, spur, motivation again, thought, vision, and spark. Oh, when I saw spark, I was so excited. There it is, the almighty spark. I love that. That's where great leaders do grow from. They have a spark. They have a vision and they can see it. They can't touch it, but they can see it. Which reminds me of a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Our chief want is someone who will inspire us to be what we know we could be. And that's a strong vision to really permeate our senses as our goals, our vision of the future. And you just can't see it yet. So be inspired. It will come to fruition. And I absolutely love that. Let me put this in context for you. Not as a parent, but as a daughter. A daughter of a parent with Alzheimer's disease. Now, I promise this show would be inspiration-based, so please do bear with me in my story today. When my dad was officially diagnosed with dementia, it was, it was a huge blow to our family, and really an inconceivable one to my mother. She constantly struggles with it every day. Where had the time gone? How did we lose his personality so fast? Because he was a very strong personality. How does it happen that someone who raised you no longer recognizes you, doesn't recognize his wife, really believes everybody is a stranger? That is got to be scary. And honestly, I could talk hours and days on the trials and tribulations my family has been through. But on the positive, we have had some breakthroughs. And as a result, um, it's, it's really been a better journey than I could have hoped for. You know, and my father was, has lucid moments he will actually talk to me about the disease and wonder why he's still alive. What is his purpose in life? What is he giving back to society now? How can this be right? He really couldn't believe anymore there was a future for him, let alone a goal to invigorate him. And then we were given a miracle in the form of a, a new drug called Memantine. It literally brought my father back to life. And I'm not a huge proponent on medications, but when it can take a person that was at stage, I don't know, six or seven on the scale of the dementia range, to not only slowing down the disease, but actually bringing his personality and his memory back. My father went from a point of not even knowing who his wife and children were to now knowing 
who his siblings were. If you showed him a picture and a photo album, he could tell you all about them, what they did, what their names were, who their children were. You can show him pictures of his vineyard and his orchard, and he will just light up, light up on fire. It's amazing. We are truly fortunate we have the second opportunity to spend time with him and, and appreciate his revelations because we are still learning from him as an elder. And I'm really glad he can share some pointers and wisdom with us. So thank you, Dad. The inspiration part of this whole story comes from the fact that you're never too old or too young to have inspiration and live life inspired. In this picture book he has, he sees his cherry trees from when he had an orchard and the beautiful white and pink blossoms. He'll graze his hand across the photo and just sigh and says, oh, this is what inspires me. And I'm thinking, oh man, I just wanna have a cry right now for my dad to say after all these years and almost losing him to the disease, to be able to pick up a book and, and see something that's so beautiful like that. And it's truly amazing. Of all the ideas I would ever deign to think that would inspire my father, I would have never thought of his cherry trees. <laughs> but it totally makes sense. It's what got him out of bed every morning. 5 a.m., rain or shine, he was out in the orchard working the land so that we would have the best fruit, the sweetest cherries, anything imaginable. And he would work until, you know, breakfast time. And then he'd get out there again. And he'd be out there until sunset. And he absolutely loved it because that's what inspired him the most. It made him happy and oh so proud. How many people can say that? How many people wake up every day, look out the window, and they can hardly wait to go outside? Whether you're a child and you wanna go out inside and play, or whether you're an adult and you can hardly wait to get on the golf course maybe. Grow your plants, tend the garden, enjoy nature, go for a bike ride, go for a hike, just go for a walk with your dog. It's all around us. Nature is such an amazing inspiration. No matter where you are in the world, whether you're gazing at the horizon of the ocean or the dunes of the sand, maybe you're watching a hummingbird or just the flowers gazing in the wind. It's so wonderful. I love ladybugs and when ladybugs just land on you, like random. I, I think that's, that's really, really a precious thing. Artists have been inspired by nature since the beginning of time. But it's not just reserved for artists. 
or those with a paintbrush or a pencil. It's reserved for us all. Pablo Picasso would say, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once he grows up. Children have no limitations. They are a blank canvas ready to create. They believe in the unknown and they believe they can do anything. The confidence that a child has has no limits, none whatsoever, until they get placed upon them. And if you don't believe me, I read an article from Time Magazine, it was I think in 2007, and it discussed Einstein and his childhood. And we all know what a brilliant mind Einstein was. But did you know, according to this article, that he was slow in learning how to speak? His parents consulted a doctor on this problem. He was rebellious. He thought in pictures. He was also expelled from school. <laughs> he was uh, also told he would never amount to much. So. There you have it. These traits actually made him a genius. His contempt for authority led him to question conventional wisdom. And his slow verbal development made him curious about ordinary things, such as space and time. Most adults take those things for granted. His father gave him a compass at age five, and he puzzled over the nature of a magnetic field for the rest of his life. And because he tended to think in pictures rather than words, Einstein would say, I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination, which is exactly what he did. He had a vision, an idea that was thought provoking so much so that he did not let the naysayers enter his realm. My father still reads, and now he understands again too. We don't treat him like he should just be sitting in a corner waiting for the next meal. Just like you wouldn't put a child in a corner or just sit them in front of the TV and wait until it's lunchtime to engage them again. He likes to engage in conversation just like he always has, especially when he's been reading because then he wants to talk about it. He keeps those neurons firing and wiring every time he does this and it's likely that now his mind will outlive his body because he's almost 90 years old. Well, my dad was at my house a few weeks ago and he likes to look through my collection of books. I have a very small library of books, but it's growing as I do love to read myself. And he, and he picked up a book from Jim Rohn. The book is called Seven Strategies for Wealth and Happiness. And it was written over 35 years ago, but is still very inspiring for me and gives me some good ideas on how to, how to keep moving forward. So imagine my surprise when my dad picks up this book and 
gets out his pencil to not only read it, but take notes in the margin. I thought that was fantastic. And then around, after reading for about three hours, he, he asked me to have a seat so we could discuss what he'd read. And he points to the book and he says, do you see this? It says here, to make progress, you must actually get started. Do you think people know, he says to me, that that takes discipline, not to mention accountability? I guess there was nothing in the book about that part. Then he flipped back a few pages to the chapter on wealth. And I'm going to summarize what that said and as a result what we discussed. Wealth can be money, success, freedom, power, influence, experience, friendship, love, family, and the wealth of culture. So then he turned to me and said, did you know that? Of which I could honestly respond that I hadn't thought of wealth in so many different contexts. And I thought it was really interesting because wealth, it's a state of mind for each individual and hopefully we're all wealthy in love and happiness, really. Finally, he flipped to the chapter that was entitled, The Day That Turns Your Life Around. In this chapter, he had underlined some words and more specifically, the section on resolve. Promise yourself, it says, you'll never give up. And then it goes on to give a, a clear example of a, a baby learning to walk. And I'm thinking that's coming full circle because a parent would never give up on a child learning to walk. They would try and try again, and the child itself would try and try again. Pull itself up, begin walking. Promise yourself you'll never give up. A simple analogy on the harder you try, the harder you fail, the better you will become. Then my dad turned to me and looked me straight in the eye. How will I know when that day has come? How will I know the day that turns my life around? That was quite the question. There he was, brainstorming, being inspired with a spark in his eyes that there was hope for the future, just like a child would. Just like a child would be looking forward to the next day. A very humbling experience, I must say. So I hope I provoked some thoughts here on what inspires you, what gets you out of bed every day, what inspires your child, what do they absolutely love to do? You know, I was with friends earlier today and one of their daughters was telling me about school because I love hearing about school. And she loves her school. She loves her classes and she loves getting good grades and she really works hard for them. And then she went on to say, but you know, there is one class I'm sort of struggling with. And I simply said to her, you know what? You don't worry about that. If that's not what you're good at, focus on what you're good at. 
and you'd be happy and proud because you're so smart. You are going to just succeed and thrive and blossom in life. If there's one class that you're taking in school and it's just not going your way, forget about it. Don't focus on that. That's not your strength. That's not your passion. That's not what inspires you. You do need to pass the class. Yes, there are rules when it comes to school, but don't fret those. They're not worth it. So have that conversation with your children. My dad is living proof, living proof that even with problems with his memory and specifically mental health, we don't lose our spark. We don't lose our emotions. And it's apparent we do not lose our inspiration. So that's really something to look forward to. Because inspiration, inspiration comes from within. What inspires you and what moves you will be completely different than anyone else. We are all born with a gift. We're all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift as purpose changes within. And inspiration comes from within. And it's all around us. You'll see something and you will be inspired. You'll hear something and that music might be your jam and you just are starting to tap your toes. Speaking of music, thank you, Nicholas, for the lovely music composition for the show. I love that music inspires you. One final quote of inspiration from Ella Fitzgerald. Just don't give up trying to do what you really want to do. Where there is love and inspiration, I don't think you can go wrong. You're such a lovely lady, so thank you. Live well, my friends. I'll see you next week.